What's up, everybody? This is Trey Biddy with hogsports.com. That's H-A-W-G sports.com. Today on the show, as always, Razorback football, basketball, and baseball. Danny West is going to join us to talk some recruiting. Keith Grayson is going to join us to talk about who knows what. We'll go over some key upcoming dates, some recruiting ranking stuff that just happened for Arkansas. Big July 26th visit weekend. All that and more on Hog Sports Live. Well, first of all, I want to go over a few key upcoming dates. And uh, before we get started, as always, I don't know why I'm having trouble with my OBS here, but um, before we get started, I want to remind everybody there's plenty of ways to watch and listen. And right now at hogsports.com, you can sign up for just $1 for your first month, or you can sign up for a year, take 30% off your first year, um, and get a seven-day free trial with that as well. So you can watch on Facebook Live watch on YouTube. If you're watching right now, I want you to go ahead and throw a thumbs up. If you like the content that we produce, subscribe to the channel, hit the notifications bell on YouTube so you're alerted anytime we upload video. Also available on Apple Podcasts, throw us five stars if you like the content and a review. We'd love to have that to help get our message out to more people. Stitcher and Spotify also. So get your questions in also because as I said, Danny West is going to join us. We'll talk a little bit of recruiting stuff and we want to get to that also. So key upcoming dates for Arkansas. First of all, Today is the end of the dead period. The dead period is officially over. It's gone one month, so that's a huge dead period, but it's only open for a little while. It's only open until the 31st. Uh, actually, the August 1st is when it ends, which is also the first day that coaches can send out official offers to, to recruits. Uh, it's kind of crazy that not until the August 1st of your senior year can you actually receive a, an official written offer from a university. So that's a big date. But this week, it's, it's just seven days here that you have to bring recruits on campus. So school's going back and forth, fighting for recruits. We'll talk more with Danny West about some of the visitors that are expected. But uh, So that is lifted today uh, so they can have face-to-face contact. And uh, the July 26th visit weekend is when Arkansas is really going to take advantage of that. We've got the Coaches Media Golf Tournament, the second annual one under Chad Morris on Monday, July 29th. That's a big event. Uh, we'll get to speak with Tremaine Carroll. That's always, uh, that's always big to talk about. Some of the transformation that guys have gone through in the offseason, learn a lot about body fat percentages and, you know, who's pressing a lot of weight and, uh, and things like that, who's impressed among the, the newcomers. That's always a big, uh, big opportunity to speak with him. And really the, the last time you get to speak with him for a year, same deal with the assistant coaches. We won't, so, we won't talk to Arkansas assistant coaches again until after the season sometime, probably before spring, maybe around signing day possibly. But uh, really, it's going to be a while. So this will be the last opportunity to speak to those guys. Uh, so that's a big event. Uh, players officially report on August 1st, even though all of them are here. They still officially report on August 1st. Now, they'll probably hold a big weigh-in. All the weights you, that you see right now going back, um, you know, in the in the media guide and things like that, all of those weights are actually from a year ago when they did this. So they have a, a big weigh-in. It's kind of something between what you'd see for – UCF and boxing with a little bit of WWE mix in. They, they make a, a big deal out of that. So um, that's on August 1st, and practice starts August 2nd, right after that. So uh, they have to go through a five-day acclimation period with the pads. So they'll slowly integrate more pads into what they're doing. And then on the fifth day, they'll be able to go full gear, uh, which is likely to be Wednesday, August 7th. Um, although there's been no official schedule release we're expecting them to go six days a week 
um, take Sundays off. They'll, that'll have time for 19 practices leading all the way up to game week. So uh, expect 19 practices, two scrimmages, uh, not including the Beanie Bowl, which is a dress rehearsal. So we would expect a scrimmage on August 10th, uh, August 17th, and then the Beanie Bowl rehearsal game on August 24th. So, yeah, that's pretty much it for for all that stuff. Grassfield, they hope to be on that by August 10th. Now, they're not going to practice in the stadium that much like they would in the past because it's a grass field and they don't want to tear it up. But August 10th, they're hoping. August 17th, uh, if, if not August 10th, August 17th. They also have a former player barbecue on August 17th. So, um, that's a big deal with, with Chad Morris, obviously welcoming a lot of players. So, um, I thought that was interesting what he said about if you're playing in the natural state, you need to be on natural grass. Natural grass. That makes it, that's a good point. And there is something about natural grass, whether it's it's healthier for the players or not. I don't know. I don't know what this, the numbers say. I've always felt like natural grass is best. It's obviously more expensive to keep up a grass field with the watering and mowing and all that stuff and painting and all that stuff. But I don't know. He, he's right when you talk about the smell of fresh cut grass and um, you know, fresh paint out on the field. It's just, there's just something about it. So I'm glad they're going back to natural grass. Um, we've got a lot of stories lately just about, you know, position previews. Our latest one that I released was uh, just the nickel position. Arkansas relying on so many young players there at nickel. And we'll see where Brito Tut winds up because he has played some nickel, but Brito's been so injured, uh, you know, as a senior cornerback been so injured through his career. So what we saw in the spring was Devon McClure working at nickel. And then you had, um, you had Gregory Brooks backing him up, who's a true freshman early enrollee. And now we're expecting also Jalen Catalan to be a guy that works in at nickel. So really with Devon McClure moving to weak side linebacker, 6'2", 215, I would imagine he's upped his weight a little bit since he's found out about that. But we're talking about Gregory Brooks and Jalen Catalan, two guys that are very well recruited um, very talented players, but still true freshmen. That's a playmaking position. You know, that's the honey badger under Ron Cooper and uh, John Chavis when they were at LSU. That was honey badger position. So that's a spot where a player is put into position to make plays. So we'll see how things work out there. But, you know, Chad Morris has obviously had some high praise for Greg Brooks Jr. and um, and especially Jalen Catalan, who was one of the top recruits in Texas and picked Arkansas over Oklahoma, Texas, TCU, and several others there at the ends. But we've got breakdowns on those, uh, you know, that position. Um, center what could happen there um just basically every every position group you can read all that at hogsports.com five razorbacks right now on uh, award watch list you got five on major award watch lists and uh, we'll just go over there the latest was connor limpert who's named to the lou Groves award i get asked a lot about special teams where's arkansas going to stand uh with the kicking situation but really i mean limpert Limpert was actually on the ballot for All-SEC. He didn't make all preseason All-SEC, but he was on the ballot. I mean, this guy's been very accurate through his career for Arkansas. He's increased his distance with his leg. The problem that, to me, that you got to worry about is just, you know, the simple – and they did correct a lot of stuff with special teams last year, but, I mean, they were giving up huge returns, but they started to correct that. But punter, I mean, Arkansas's field position has been the worst in the SEC. It was last year anyway. Um, and a lot of that's due to punting, and they just have not had a lot of success there. Uh, so adding Sam Loy, who's a rugby-style punter, you know that should allow you a little more time to get your defenders downfield, um, maybe put a little bit of tricky spin on the ball, some weird bounces, and uh, maybe Arkansas make some plays on special teams with him. So Sam Loy's a nice addition for him. They needed that. 
Uh, we talked a lot about that on the last podcast, and it has been a while. I mean, the last podcast we did was really my walk and talk in Hoover. We haven't done the actual live television show, as that was just audio before, but um, just had a lot going on with um, with some funerals. Grandmother passed away. Wife's grandfather passed away. Um, so we've had a lot going on, and um, yeah, it's just been kind of kind of a crazy few weeks, but um, things should start getting back to normal here uh, pretty soon. So, as, as far as the awards, we mentioned Connor Limpert. Dijon Harris, named to the Butkus Award watch list, definitely warranted. Cheyenne O'Grady, who may end up being the most overlooked player in the country. Uh, uh, SEC is very deep at tight end, but O'Grady is a guy that I think, you know, he had 330 yards for, uh, or excuse me, 30 catches for 400 yards and six touchdowns last year. He could be a 50-catch, 700-yard, nine-touchdown guy. I mean, he honestly could be that for them this year with improved quarterback play if he doesn't come into the first two games suspended, doesn't start his season and catching the ball until the fifth game, you know, he could end up having a really big year. So, uh, O'Grady, McTelvin Aguim, another guy that's probably a little overlooked. I mean, McTelvin's been a good player for Arkansas. Has he been a five-star like he was as a recruit? Not quite. So, this is his opportunity. He's up to 296 pounds, uh, played at like 279 last year. So, he's as big as he's been in his career, going to play inside more. Uh, so that's good. And, and Rakeem Boyd, I mean, I've said before, Rakeem Boyd, six foot, 215 pounds. This is a guy who just arrived. Um, he would have just arrived basically last year uh, at this time, maybe not even quite yet. So he hasn't even technically been on campus 365 days um, and then added 15 pounds. So that's a guy, if he can stay healthy, had the shoulder surgery, maybe you could see some big things from him. And De- and Debois Whaley, you know, Debois was actually, people forget because Rakeem had such a big year, but Debois was probably running as well as he had last year, 5'11", 209 pounds. So he dropped a good bit of weight uh, last season, but he was running about as well as he had before he suffered so many injuries. He only played seven games last season also had a good bit of injuries during the spring so um that's that's the deal right there um i've actually got a story i don't want to i want to break this down really because it's going to be a story that i'm coming out but we're going to come out with our preseason top 10 razorback football players list and we're this is going to be something we're going to update pretty regularly on hogsports.com so look for that uh, but i'll have a first five out and then i'll rank my top 10 and we'll We'll go from there. We'll probably do maybe another one mid-camp and then another one at the end of camp heading into the season, and then it'll be a weekly feature after that. So that should be something pretty fun. Um, I want to go into real quick before we bring Danny on, just basically on the, the current commitments, because there was a lot of changes in the rankings here recently on 24-7 Sports. And we, we'll start with uh, Martavius French, who's uh, Arkansas linebacker commitment, who just committed – Actually, we're going to start with the guys who fell in the rankings. And this happened, I guess, pretty much the day before French committed, but he dropped 145 spots on 24-7 sports. And I know you're thinking, oh, of course he did. He commits to Arkansas and he drops 145 spots. Well, he was he was never actually a four-star on 24-7. I think he is on ESPN and I think he is on – I know he is on Rivals. So – he was always a three-star, but he dropped 145 spots. He still is a composite four-star, though. He still ranks as a composite four-star for Arkansas. Next, Takias Crawford dropped 39 spots. He dropped down to number 113 prospect in the country. Still a very well-regarded player, uh, but dropped down a little bit to number 39. He's actually risen since inception 361 spots since he was first ranked, but fell 39 spots. I know, it's just – can't believe it. Arkansas's latest commitment, Tyrese Edwards, before Martavius French, dropped 10 spots. He dropped 10 spots in the ranking. He was never really highly ranked. I mean, we're talking about 1,652 ranked prospect in the country. Okay. 
So, and the same deal with Drew Francis. Drew Francis dropped like um, a good number of spots also. So, Drew Francis dropped 211 spots. So, you had some players drop, four players drop, but out of the 14 players, that's the only ones that's dropped, okay? Here we get into the players that have risen. Ten players really shot through the rankings, um, or not t- shot through, but but saw significant uh, improvement. Uh, starting with Alan Horace, ranked uh, number 427 prospect in the country. He had moved up 566 spots. So that's a huge, huge amount of movement for Alan Horace. And that's Gabe Brooks just really liking what he's seen. We, we talked about this guy before, is a, uh, a guy that reminds us of Jeremy Sprinkle. I think Danny has been the main one that's brought that up, but moved up 566 spots. This is the 24-7 sports individual ranking, not the composite. You know, when you factor in the composite, he moved up 223 spots because you've got ESPN and Rivals rankings also factoring in. So this is just the lone 24-7 sports site ranking, not the 24-7 sports composite. 566 spots for Alan Horace, Arkansas tight end out of uh, Crockett, Texas. Next up, Jashad Stewart, who made a move big enough to put him firmly in four-star status. He is now the number 225-ranked prospect in the country, moved up 283 spots on the 24-7 sports composite, 283 spots. And a big reason for that is, you know, he went to, uh, I believe it was the opening, uh, checked in at 6'2", 223 pounds, ran a 4.61 laser time in the 40. So he already had the film that they loved. It's just a matter of coming in, checking in, height and weight, and, um, and running a good 40 time and testing good measurables wise so um will he play defensive end will he play outside linebacker i like the guy's hand in the dirt but i could see him as a you know maybe a guy that does both things for you maybe an outside linebacker who puts his hand in the dirt more whereas drew francis uh i could see him maybe more as a as a guy that plays outside linebacker but also can be in coverage a lot i mean this guy drew francis comes off the ball so quick Go look at his video. Tell me you're not impressed with how quick that kid comes off the ball, uh, but he can also cover. I don't know what his height potential, height, weight potential is, but he can definitely come off it. Uh, so, Calvante Dixon, another Arkansas commitment who rose to four-star status just recently, all the way up to the number 246 prospect in the country. He made a move of 224 spots. So, Calvante Dixon, huge move for him out of Carthage, Texas, a guy that you know, cost 80 passes for 1,100 yards or something last year and maybe 17 or 18 touchdowns. But a guy that's listed as an athlete could possibly play running back. They line him up in the backfield also, uh, but maybe more wide receiver than anything. Brandon Frazier, Arkansas tight end. He was the lowest-ranked recruit in Arkansas's class uh, at 790 previously overall in the country and has moved up to 622. That's a move of 168 spots. 6'7", 247, a guy that, you know, if it didn't work out for Drew, uh, for Brandon Frazier at, at tight end, you know, you could possibly see him even growing as an offensive lineman. But um, Arkansas needed tight ends in this class. It was a big key area. So getting um, getting Alan Horace and Brandon Frazier on board, and they'll probably look to add a junior college player or a graduate transfer also because they're losing quite a bit at tight end. Need, need to boost the numbers there. Mason Mangum made a, a well-deserved move up, number, uh, moved up 79 spots to number 827 prospect in the country. Um, I like Mason Mangum. I think he's a guy that's, that's being overlooked a little bit, but moved up 79 spots for Mason Mangum, wide receiver out of Austin Westlake. John Gentry moved up 31 spots at running back. Now, he's actually been pretty high. 24-7 Sports has him higher than than most other ranking services. On the composite, he's number 589 prospect in the country. On 24-7, he's the number 348 and number 23 running back and also sharing time behind the number one running back prospect Excuse me, in the country. 
So John Gentry may be another guy that's a little overlooked. Um, Chandler Morris moved up 10 spots. Not a huge move, but Chandler Morris was a 24-7 sports composite four-star already. Uh, currently ranks number 433 on 24-7 sports individual ranking, number 12 dual-threat quarterback in the entire country right now. So Chandler Morris out of Dallas, Texas Highland Park, son of head coach Chad Morris. Blaine Toll moved up a little bit. Now he's also a – a four-star on 24-7 sports, not a 24-7 sports composite four-star. I hope I'm not confusing everybody with that. Again, the composite pulls for everybody. 24-7 sports is an individual ranking that is part of the composite. Uh, so uh, moved up 10 spots to number 322 overall. Again, a, uh, a four-star prospect on 24-7 sports. Savion Williams moved up a little bit, five spots, number 466. Wide receiver out of Marshall, Texas, uh, ranked number 466 overall prospect in the country on 24-7 sports. And Jamie Greedy Vance moved up a little bit, three spots. He's actually moved up 195 spots since the beginning, since he was first ranked. But in this latest ranking, moved up three spots, uh, number 564 overall prospect in the country. So for anybody out there saying Arkansas recruits just get slammed, get hammered in the rankings, I mean, 10 out of the 14 moved up in the rankings, including a couple moved up significantly to four-star status. Actually, three really moved up a, a dramatic amount because Allen Horace moved up 566 spots. Uh, so, so some guys moved up, but um, – you know, that's pretty much where things are in the rankings category. All right, I got to bring up my other stuff. I, I kind of scrambled things around. But we're going to bring in, I think Danny's up next on the docket here. Before we continue on, we're going to take a quick break, but we'll be right back. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, Trey Biddy with Hogsforce.com back with you now. What's up? What's up, Danny? How you doing, man? Pretty good. It's been a busy week. Getting yeah. ready for a busy Friday, but um, I'm good. What's up today? Oh, not much. It's only going to get busier, though, you know, <laughs> with as you mentioned, with Friday. And then, of course, I, I ran over some of the key dates that are coming up. So we got a lot going on at Hog Sports. And, again, you can sign up at hogsports.com right now for a dollar for your first month uh, or 30% off for your first year and also get a seven-day free trial with the first year deal. So 
Um, good time to sign up for hogsports.com. Um, Danny, I just ran over all the, the latest ranking stuff. A lot of guys moved up in the rankings. Actually, 10 of the 14 uh, saw shifts in the ranking, including three major shifts with uh, Alan Horst, Deshaun Stewart, and Kovante Dixon. Um, anything in particular that you want to jump on? I know we've got the the big cookout. I don't want you to obviously give away the horse because that's something we give to our free subscribers, but just kind of touch on uh, the importance of this weekend coming up. Well, it's huge. You know, we had uh, Joshua Thompson on the show the other day, the hog hustle, mm-hmm. which you can now catch in northwest Arkansas, by the way. But, yes. Um, yeah, we had him on. He he hit on it a little bit. I mean, they're they're really shooting for quality over quantity, for lack of a better phrase. This week, you're looking at about 25 guys, maybe a handful, maybe seven, eight guys are going to be already committed to you. So, you know, you bring those guys in, maybe help them. Maybe they can help you with some of the undecided guys. And I think there's some guys on the fence there where you've got a potential to come away with, you know, uh, two to four maybe mm-hmm. commitments there. So, I mean, you think about it, they've already added three in the last week, basically. So if they were to come away with two to four more, I think that's now you're hitting the target number that, that we've kind of been anticipating going into the summer months. You know, it, July last year was a really good month for them, and it, it's shaping up to be another good one. So huge weekend. Uh, to answer your question, a lot of really good players there. Um, again, we're not going to run through all of the names here, but, a lot of four stars, a lot of 21, uh, class of 2021 targets coming in that are just elite. I mean, mm. big time dudes. So to get a head start on some of those is really key for them as well. Danny West joining us at hogsports.com. Um, Darren Turner, you had a story about Darren, 168 yeah. prospect in the country. What can you tell us about him? You actually, you, you think Arkansas is in great shape there, right? Yeah, suddenly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, okay, so this is a guy. He's out of Memphis, Central High School. He's uh, listed as a four-star wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Trey, I actually think he ought to be listed as an athlete uh, that can do a lot of different things, including defense. You know, I, I'm sure he wants to play offense, but I'm just saying I think he could play defense at a high level as well. Super athletic, 6'2", 206. When you're talking about a 4-1-8 shuttle mm-hmm. at 206 pounds, 6-2, I mean, that's an athlete. Yeah. So, really, really uh, big-time offer list. He had Alabama. He was at one time committed to LSU. He backed off of that commitment in March. And at that time, you know, he was coming off of an Arkansas unofficial visit. He had just visited Alabama. And I think most everybody, myself included, just kind of assumed Alabama's probably going to be the pick, right? right? Typically when somebody decommits from a school like LSU, it's it's for Texas, Florida State, Alabama, you get the point there. Mm-hmm. So as time goes on, long story short, time goes on. I don't think Alabama has quite made him the, the priority that, that Arkansas has. And mm-hmm. Arkansas would love to have this guy. So he, and, was, uh, he was committed to LSU. He was so for, for I, quite a while. That makes me think that Billy Embody, who's um, one of our LSU insiders on 24-7 Sports, he made a crystal ball pick also for Darren Turner. Yeah. So that's that's probably also a good sign for Arkansas in addition yeah. to, to your feelings. Um, and he's coming in this weekend. I, I yeah. failed to mention that, but he's he'll actually be on campus Friday. Now, when I put out my crystal ball, I'm not saying I'm expecting that to happen this weekend, but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not saying it, it's not going to happen either, if that makes sense. 
Danny West joining us here. Brian Wharton has a question for you, Danny. He says um, – What do you say, Brian? He wants to know if Arkansas has a chance to get a top 15 recruiting class in 2020. Obviously, I don't, I don't – I don't know that that's it's trending that way exactly. Yeah, but uh, top twenty-five is possible. I mean, you get guys like Darren Turner, you know, um, Bryson Eason, some of those guys. Who knows? Yeah, well, here's the thing about it: a lot of people overlook the fact that right now, according to the uh, to the twenty-four-seven specific rankings, Arkansas actually comes in at number twenty-two in the country. Now, if you go by the composites, mm. they're at number thirty, which you know I think most people probably go with, but. Yeah, they've got potential, man. It, it really depends on how many more of these other committed guys you can possibly get bumped up. Mm-hmm. You know, that was really good news to get Jashad and, of course, uh, Dixon a bump the other day. But, I mean, you talked about it there. Alan Horace is a guy uh, continues to shoot up. Man, I would like to see Brandon Frazier at some point yeah. get a closer look. And I think he might be a guy that could potentially, I'm not saying a four-star, but I think he deserves a bump as well. Well, there's and then a, you got to fill it out with four stars. Huh? Yeah. You got Frenchie the other day. You need mm-hmm. to get a Bryson Eason, a couple of these uh, Darren Turner types, maybe a Brian George. That could go a long way. Absolutely right. And, I mean, Alan Horace moved up 566 spots, Danny. 500, that's, a lot. that's a lot. You don't see that kind of movement very often. Now, Chandler Morris moved up like 300 and something spots a while back. But there are plenty of other, more opportunities uh, for rankings release. They'll probably do some more. Uh, mid-season, I guess, maybe four games into the into the high school season, something like that. Um, they'll re-rank them probably again after the season. And then there's uh, there's all the all-star games. So we'll have guys go to the, the week of practices, and a lot of guys will be graded off of off of those. So plenty more opportunities for players to move up, like uh, like a Brandon Frazier, who maybe we think personally, Danny, he's a, he's a little higher uh, than, than what he's ranked right now. Uh, hey, I'll tell you another one real quick mm-hmm. now that I'm looking at it. Mason Mangle. Yeah. I mean, I think he's sitting at about he moved up just a, just right a tiny now, bit. Yeah. I'd like to see him continue to move up. I think he's got a shot. Danny, um, these last commitments, we talked about Martavius French a little bit, but Arkansas got two big commitments. Uh, I'd say big. I mean, they're, really you think about them as more as projection guys. They actually are two players that fell in the rankings and, and Drew Francis and Tyrese Edwards. Now, for anybody – again, i got to say, for anybody who hasn't watched Drew Francis's video, and, I, again, I don't know what his frame is like, what his growth potential is, but that guy comes off the ball as well as anybody in this class right now. What, what do you think Arkansas's thinking is – uh, and bringing in these two kids from Knoxville. and uh, Because, uh, like you said, I mean, they're not super highly rated. Are these guys that are uh, maybe guys that Arkansas is out in front on? Or, or what's your what's your? Well, thoughts? you know, they, they've both been here a couple of times. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I mean, there was a connection there. Obviously, Arkansas wants to continue their trend in central Tennessee right now, eastern Tennessee, whatever you want to call it, Knoxville. But, uh, yeah, I think that played a role into it, just trying to get a little bit of momentum. I think I, in fact, I know they, they fully expected Martavius on Tuesday. So maybe it was kind of a, a momentum play, mm-hmm. you know, to go, to be able to say you got three in a row from Tennessee. I'm sure that factored in, but they're not going to take these guys unless they think they can play. Right. Right. Ultimately. And, uh, you know, you hit on Drew Francis there and somebody asked me the other day and I was, you know, I was more impressed with Tyrese Edwards. Mm-hmm. Actually. I, I think he's, you know, a 6'3", 240 guy, but he seems to play bigger. And uh, I liked his get-off. So mm-hmm. maybe we're seeing uh, two different things there. But I don't know. I, I like them both. I think they've got potential. Are they going to come in and play right away? Probably not. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I know there wasn't a ton of excitement 
uh, when these two committed. Uh, in fact, a lot of people had kind of written them off. I think I had them both at cool on the big board going into their decisions, which yeah. kind of came out of nowhere. So I uh, felt like they really liked Arkansas. I just wasn't sure if they were takes at the time. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. uh, probably surprised me a little bit from the timing standpoint. But, you know, we'll see what, what they're about when they get here. Uh, let's see. I want to get to this a couple of things on the board real quick. Uh, A.B. Green says, are you sure it's a good idea for T.J. Hammonds to stay with the team? I feel like he won't fit the current scheme because he – he really – all he really did was his heroics during the Coastal Carolina meltdown. So, I think – Let's Dan, kick him off. Yeah, let's I think get rid of him. get rid of Well, he's switching to 41 <laughs> because he likes Alvin Kamara. And, I mean, an Alvin Kamara-style player I think would fit in a lot of schemes. But I, I, I personally oh, yeah. – I've felt TJ, if he can just stay healthy and stay on the field, he's a guy that you could see motioning in and out of the backfield, um, playing running back, wide receiver role, doing a lot of things that, that Kamara would do. Um but he just hasn't – he hasn't stayed healthy. TJ is one of my favorite players on the team. Oh, yeah. And no doubt about that. I love that kid. Uh, you wish uh, you wish it had gone better for him so far, but, hey, he's still got another shot at it. Maybe he can yeah, make it up. Two more. Two more shots. He's got two more years left. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Okay, Danny, anything else you got going on around here? Man, I'm uh, I'm sitting here getting ready for this weekend. Yeah. Uh, again, talking about 25 so guys. I know. Mm-hmm. Friday's going to be amped up. Um, I'm pretty much going to be out most of the day on that one. So next week, man, I'm just I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I mean, we're talking about fall camp, kids reporting. I'm just I'm sitting here sitting on pins and needles. I hear you. All right, Danny. Well, I appreciate you joining us, man. You got it. All right. We'll holler. All right. So that's Danny West with Hogsports.com. Most of his content is VIP. He's our main recruiting guy. He's been with us for. For a long, long time, Danny's been with us. So, best recruiting guy in the business, not just Arkansas, but, um, man, you'd be hard-pressed to find anybody nationally. Arkansas fans are really lucky to have a guy like Danny West covering recruiting for you. Um, again, I want to remind everybody, hogsports.com is just $1 for your first month um, and then regular price after that if you choose to go that route or you can take 30% off your first year right now. Going to be a lot of blowout coverage coming up at Hog Sports with fall camp right on the horizon and all this recruiting stuff. Plenty of ways to watch Facebook Live. Throw us a thumbs up right now if you like the content that we're delivering. Also on YouTube, be sure to subscribe to our channel, hit the notifications bell, and throw us a thumbs up there also. You can also listen on Apple Podcasts. Throw us a five-star review if you like the content again. And um, get in there and, and comment. Tell us what you like about the show or uh, uh, if you're on Apple Podcasts. I'm not sure what the rating system is for Spotify or Stitcher, but I should assume it's similar. But plenty of ways to watch and listen right now. All right, next up is Keith Grayson. We're going to go to Keith now and see what he wants to talk about. Keith, you never know. You never know what you're going to get with Keith. What's up, Dudley? <laughs> Oh, you never know. You never know what you're going to get with Keith Grayson. How's it going, man? Good, man. How do you prepare? I know you got a lot going on with the SEC uh-huh. media days and everything uh, going into the football season, but how do you do? You, how do you prepare for fall practice? I mean, it's it's upon us, isn't it? This yeah. is I count it. This is football season right now. You're right. It is football season, and I'll say a lot of the ways that I prepare. I mean, first of all, you know, it's not my first rodeo. It's 16th I guess 16th fall camp uh, coming up for me uh, as a media writer not just as a as a student or anything like that so um, I don't know I, it just kind of happens naturally I know I know what to expect I know you know a lot of it's kind of playing the orchestra with um, you know Alec and 
Danny and uh, and Pete, you know, making sure that they know what to do. But, I, you know, I take a lot of pictures in, in camp. That's kind of, you know, almost a hobby of mine. I love pictures, editing pictures and stuff. And, like, putting together photo galleries, I really become more familiar with each player, numbers and stuff like that. And I think that's one reason I'm able to, to rattle off names pretty quickly. But um, there's no – I say prepare, but there's no real – there's no real real way to prepare for it. I mean, it is it gets so chaotic because it's six days out of the week, and you know Sunday, you know, you say Sunday is rest, but really Sunday is just preparing for the next week. Right. Well, as a fan, I you know to get through July and into August and the practice schedule where everything where the camp officially begins. I've been going back and I pretty much. Um, have a bunker where I watch film on um, Chad Morris's second year at SMU. I've watched all mm-hmm. those games, rewatched that to kind of see how the transition starts to look in year two. And uh, then went back and looked at Nick Starkle's game against Ole Miss. They have a, they, if you go on YouTube, you can find Starkle's every pass against every team that he's played, uh, which is pretty interesting to kind of get some sort of heads up on that. Keith, what do you think about quarterback situation? How do you think it's going to play out? Well, <clears throat> I look at it like this, and this is again, I'm kind of a conspiracy theorist. Oh god. I think Ben I think Ben Hicks was brought in to potentially be a GA. I think they may have struck a deal with him and said <laughs> if, you, if you get beat out by Starkle, don't worry, we're gonna get you mm-hmm. a coaching gig somehow. Cause I, I don't know if of course he's he's hyper competitive, Hicks, and he probably thinks he's gonna make the NFL if he does well this year. Well, Starkle isn't it? Starkle has NFL talent, yeah. and so he, or at least the NFL frame of what they're looking for, and everything. So, I mean, from from Hicks, everybody. The obvious thing is that everybody has spoke ad nauseum on is that he knows the playbook and he's a, a coach on the field. Mm-hmm. It could be that he he could be that missing piece to transition the spring and connect it with Starkle when he gets here. Yeah. I don't know what kind of discussions. That's what we're missing in all of this is. What discussions are they having with the player? You'll never get that out of them. Yeah. Uh, you know, in the recruiting process. So Hicks, Hicks, uh, you know, I don't think it's he didn't have a great year last year, and you don't like the nickname of Pick Six Hicks. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, I, I don't, I didn't watch a lot of his stuff under who is at SMU now, June Jones or something. Yeah. Um, is that right? I think yeah. maybe it's the guy from Cal. Um. I think June Jones was there before. Yeah, you're uh, right. Chad June Morris. Jones preceded him. Uh, preceded um, Chad. The Morris. dude from Cal, whatever his name is. I um, I but anyway, I've forgotten his name too. But I can see his face right now. But you're right. He didn't have he didn't have a great year. I mean, a little bit of a system change, obviously, and that happens. I mean, we saw at Arkansas, you know, players, you know, not fitting in well with the new system, and you know, some maybe dissension. Obviously, he transferred at the end of the year. But I'll tell you what I liked about Hicks from the first practice that he came into Arkansas. He was basically not running practice, but he was the clear leader out there for the offense. I mean, he was getting guys lined up. It would look like he'd been out there forever. So my question is, Keith, is how long before Hicks's advantages of playing in this system, really understanding the offense, the ins and outs, because they really opened up things his redshirt sophomore year, his last year under Morris, how long before – all of that experience and with this having been there with the spring familiarity with the players, how long before Nick Starkle's talent catches up to that? You know, will it be I, before the start of camp or will it be before the start of the season? Will it be into the season? I think that's the question really. 
it has to be in my mind it has to be they're going to see it if they haven't already they and they know and they know Starkle because I think they recruited him as well they and he's a Texas guy from Argyle they they know him so I I think that it's it's not like he and let's get this It's not like too. he's been he's, running some crap out there on, on offense he's been running Kevin Sumlin and Jimbo Fisher's offense so yeah he's he's right it's not just coming now, from nowhere and it's and it's as all his film was as a freshman, so he's going to have some freshman mistakes. So mm-hmm. what I looked at when I'm when I'm watching all of this, and I watched the I think of Wake Forest, New Mexico. He threw for 415 yards and four touchdowns in the first half of the New Mexico game, mm-hmm. which doesn't you know I mean it's New Mexico, but at the same time we don't have anybody that could do that in a couple of years oh, past. Yeah. Um, no question. Um, there's no question. There's not a quarterback on last year's roster who's capable of having a four touchdown game or a 400 yard game or anything close to that. But it's all it's all short stuff, you know. A lot of someone stuff. They're just running yeah. bubble and uh, you know some sideline throws to just get the ball out in space in a hurry. They're throwing to the back a lot. I like you know throwing to the running backs a, a very hard deal, and he 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 can he can hit them um, every time in the hands. And so we saw that last year where we couldn't complete a pass or a team board, and he had tons of space in front yeah. of him to make something happen the you know he does have some drawbacks i don't like it on deep routes when quarterbacks underthrow the receiver consistently because yeah. that's when really bad things happen if you want to miss you want to miss you want to go over the receiver and miss long hicks does that um uh, I, I don't know if that's a positive thing for hicks but it's definitely a negative thing um for starkle and he has excellent footwork for a taller quarterback. I mean, he like bounces on the heels or on his on balls of his feet mm-hmm. and he's really light in the pocket. And so he can't roll out at all. And he gets wild when he rolls out, they don't roll him out that much or they didn't at A&M. And that's one of the things in this offense. If you go back and look at the first play of almost every game mm-hmm. last year, we started with the same opener in almost every game last year. You could call it like clockwork. Um, I will say it, this, though, Keith, something I like about Starkle is from what the players say, he's they all say he's bigger than what they expected him to be. You know, he's listed at, I think, 6'3", but they say he's really physically well put together. And that's – for some reason I like that about players when I always feel like a player is bigger than he's actually listed. You know, when, you, when you're standing up next to him. Like Greg Childs, for example, was listed at 6'3", but he always seemed like a 6'5 sure. guy to me, you know. Um so, I don't know. Darren McFadden was listed at 212 pounds, but always seemed bigger than that to me. I'll, I'll say this also, an advantage for Starkle is having played bigger teams. Now, he's had more talent around him, but he's faced bigger name programs. And, I mean, Hicks, they played Michigan, Baylor, and played TCU tw- uh, three times in his time at, uh, at SMU. So, he has faced some major college programs. They got – throttled pretty good in all but one of those I think one of them they lost 56 36 I don't know if that would be a throttling but they were able to put up some points on offense against uh, TCU one year but um, yeah but, uh, but in the whole discussion of who's gonna play I look at it like this you think Nick Starkle came here thinking he's gonna sit out a year he's got two no. years to play you think he's gonna and he and neither he, one and of that, them. that kid has had you know, a lot of this starts with what you guys cover in recruiting, and and we're sitting here like, why does Will Gregg want to have forty five offers as a senior when you know he's going to be a Razorback? It's because it's marketing. They mm-hmm. they are building an NFL brand in high school, saying I got offered from all these schools and I went here. It's the same thing with Starkle. 
they've in on every telecast they're like this kid is going to be an elite quarterback and and then he transfers obviously with the coaching change at a&m mm-hmm. um so and, um, the other thing is what do you think a&m is going to be would be ranked if starkle and rakeem boyd are their starting uh in, in their starting backfield yeah this year going into this year so we already got two pe- major pieces of the puzzle right there um, I think it then, could be big that Texas A&M game to have uh, Nick Starkle under center and then or behind center and then uh, Rakeem Boyd behind him. You know, I think that could be that could be something to watch. Um, and I do this to myself every year. I, I hear all these drinking it, talking drinking about the Kool Aid. We're the most underrated team in the SEC. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, I, everybody's sitting here predicting five wins, and th- there's yeah. been a lot of changes. At, you look at changes at coordinators. And quarterbacks, I mean, the only, and you know, there's a, there's a, uh, there's an SB Nation guy, Bill Conley, that does a breakdown of um, returning production, but he factors in grad transfers and recruiting factors into his his scoring system. Uh-huh. Arkansas is the highest one outside of Alabama and LSU on our schedule. Everyone else is um, ranked below Arkansas. We're the seventh best in the SEC with returning production mm-hmm. if you factor in a guy like Hicks and Starkle. Um so I, I definitely think that, you know, this is this is when I do it to myself every year. Mm-hmm. August I start reading the practice reports and I'm like, Myron Cunningham's going to the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'll I'll say this, Keith though. Let's 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 just kind of break this down for a second. Regardless of whether it's Hicks or Starkle, would you rather be in last year's situation at quarterback or this year's? For sure. This year. Would you rather be in last year's situation at running back or this year's? This year, we got four All SEC play. Same question for <laughs> same question for wide receiver. Um, I think it's I, I think yeah it's well, tight end. We're going down the line. Yeah, every they've upgraded offensive every line on the offensive line. Yeah, and, and yeah. on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, defensive line. Even I mean, defensive line. Everybody's back. I mean, except for Randy Ramsey. I mean, and they're all seniors. Yeah, and you got your top five guys are seniors. Linebacker, would you rather be in last year's or this year's? Linebacker, you might say last year you did have Dre Greenlaw, but um, that might be a little bit of a wash because I think Bumper Pool is in store for big things. So linebacker might be the one position you you kind of question. Uh, secondary, I think, was in need of some new blood. I don't I don't think anybody's doubting that. They got some really talented young guys. Um, oh. Rather better situation at kicker because Connor Lempert's a year older. Better situation at punter because. Anything would have been better than what they had going on last year, I think. Um, I, I and think to touch it, on the sec, everything's to touch on the everything's better, isn't it? I mean, everything. Oh yeah, across. I the mean, board, we're talking about a two and ten team last year, and, and for me, I always have to make sure I say because people throw this back at me later when I talk about things of being good or being better. Again, I'm talking about getting back to maybe getting back to a bowl game, getting back to six wins. That's the target. I don't know. I'm going to convince you by the end of this call that you you're, that we're going we're going eight and four. And then <laughs> eight and four is the ceiling. So eight and four. This is what eight and four entails. First of all, winning all four non-conference games, which you absolutely should do. There's no question. You should win those four. That would be that would be a huge failure, I think, if they lost any of those. Uh, so then you're talking about getting four more. So Ole Miss, Kentucky, Missouri, Mississippi State. You know, maybe shocking Texas A&M or shocking Auburn, um, something like that. But um, that's really, to me, the ceiling is eight wins. That's that's everything going right. Running into a couple of teams that are just having some huge turmoil. They can't. They don't have a healthy running back or a healthy quarterback or something like that. That's that's what eight and four is. It's, it's getting getting lucky and and everything going right. 
as long as the ceiling is no longer the floor, I think I'm good. Yeah. Um, but you know, we're, we're playing a ton of freshmen and people got to take that into account. What's the Nolan Richardson saying where they're saying, uh, you'll know if you got some dogs, if they bite his pups. Yeah. So we're about to see if we got some dogs cause we're putting a bunch out there. It's yeah. finally, you know, a lot of people talk about getting the receivers and, um, I know, and I know you started hinting on it on talking about the nickel position mm-hmm. and, uh, some of those safeties, but when was the last time we've had a playmaker? Everybody thinks playmakers are on offense. Playmakers yeah. are on defense mm-hmm. and, uh, as well. So, I mean, Jalen Catalan and Joe Fache, and I look at high school production. So their junior and senior year combined for 23 interceptions, 19 forced fumbles and 13 fumble recoveries that's Mm. production like we need we need some ball hawks and those two guys we need Fouché to step up in a major way and Catalan's supposed to be some freak and Mm. so um I can't wait to see some somebody out there that's um they're gonna get burnt here and there but just to get the ball back Mm -hmm. that's that's what we've been missing that since I think I already said it, but since Tremaine Thomas was the last one that I can point to that we had any sort of, I guess, Tevin Mitchell may fall into that category at some point too. But um, that nickel position, if you look at back at Chavis's defense, defenses over the years, that's yeah. where that play. I was bring, is. Yeah, I was bringing up Honey Badger earlier, um, you know, but uh, they've got the talent. They've got the talent. It's just, um, you know, the clay's got to be molded and, and thrown into the oven. Actually, that's a copyright. Do not use without express written permission of hogsports.com on that one. Mark that down. All right, Keith, I think that pretty much covers it. We're at about 44 minutes here. So we're going to go ahead and start wrapping things up unless you got any last words. No, that's it. Well, the only thing is uh, we're on uh, – I, I watch records too, so be on the lookout. Um, Dijon Harris needs 138 tackles to break my favorite player of all time. 138. Hopefully he does not get to that because he's playing way too many snaps. I did the numbers recently. <laughs> he played 93% of the snaps last year and had – what did he have, 118 tackles? Something like that. that Average 9.83 uh, tackles per game. So that's way too much action. Hopefully they're going to get him down to about not, at least 80%. He's not off the field. 70% would be ideal. That's what he wants. But um, I agree with you. He's he's probably not coming off. I mean, you're going to get banged up. You're going to have injuries. I mean, they're, they're just thin at that position, even with moving Devon McClure over there. All right, Keith, man. Appreciate you. Later. All right. That's Keith Grayson with hogsports.com – or with, uh, I guess, the membership of hogsports.com. What am I doing? Who am I calling here? Calling him back. All right, so um, – Keith Grayson, always entertaining for us. All right, everybody, we're about to wrap it up here. I want to answer a couple of these questions before we sign off. Just have a couple more. Is Arkansas going to play all four quarters this year, says L.R. Smith, or half of them like they did last year against Colorado State? Here's the deal. Even if they play three, three and a half quarters or something like that, that's going to be better than you saw most of last year. My thing is – Go out there and fight. Don't have the game over in the first half, you know, because you just laid down. Go out there and fight. I can I can appreciate the fact of running into a more talented or especially more experienced team and having them know how, what it takes to win in the fourth quarter while you're still learning those things. So I can understand losing a game to a, a better team in the fourth quarter this year. But, you know, fight. Fight for a while. Learn. Learn from your mistakes. That's That's where I am for this season. So I'm not saying don't play all four quarters. I'm not saying that, but I can understand losing a game in the fourth quarter to a team that's, that's kind of been there before. 
everything upgraded everywhere except linebacker. And we'll see on that. I mean, you did have, you know, considering Dre Greenlaw last year only played in seven games because he was injured. So he did deal with a lot of injuries last year. Um, says Blake, Blakely, Ryan May, and also says, but it's coming at linebacker. We just have to be patient. Absolutely. All right, everybody. I think that pretty much wraps us up. Um, I want to remind everybody one last time here to like, share, follow, comment. Uh, if you haven't done so already, throw us that thumbs up. Again, helps us. The more thumbs up and more interaction we get below, uh, the more it helps us get our message out there. So be sure to do that. Hogsports.com is just $1 right now for your first month or 30% off your first year with a seven-day free trial as well. Plenty of ways to watch and listen. Facebook Live, YouTube. Be sure to hit that notifications bell after you subscribe on YouTube. Apple Podcasts, throw us five stars and a review. Spotify and Stitcher. So for Keith Grayson, for Danny West, this has been Trey Biddy with hogsports.com, and we'll catch you next time. 